it's miracle season is a metamorphosis. It's a transformation, right? I had to go through something to get to something, to become something. Because it's not what we get out of life, people. It's what we will become because of it. So it wasn't that I went on a show and I got opportunity and I got some followers and fame. It's what I had to become in that process of 10 weeks. So it's Miracle Season app. It's just a sprinkle and drop and glass water of that in all aspects. Mind, body, spirit, you know, your total self. And it's me on the app giving you my interpretation, my perspective of how to manifest and attract and become a miracle in the universe through workouts, through spirituality, meditation, Miracle Mondays <laughs> content, uh, mindset development, and just me just giving you my journey from my perspective. But the intention is for a person to evolve, heal, and to become a miracle in the universe. I want to create and help people create miracles in their world. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Ian Lobos. Today is a special episode because it's a really good friend of mine, someone who's in my inner circle, someone who I, I really look up to, admire, and I can count on to always be there for me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. My friend Eric Bigger, I met through another friend of mine, Jamal, who I knew through the real estate business. And when we met a couple months ago, I just knew that he was going to be in my inner circle because the, the language we were speaking together was just synergistic. All right. So on this episode, I want to make sure you don't waste your time on this episode is fire. Okay. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about choosing and, and, and finding and sticking with your inner circle and leveling up to make sure your inner circle is, is, is supported by you too. Right. And you're growing, making sure that you, you know how to escape from being a product of your environment how to be motivated and use motivation as a tool, finding great mentors, not being a follower, people pleasing versus not, and how to stop it. We're going to talk about being curious, getting into alignment, trusting your intuition and your gut. We're talking about tapping into your intuition, having certainty and uncertainty, fear and pain of the present versus the fear of the regret of the future, pouring into yourself, when to invest in yourself, when to take a break, how to recalibrate in your down cycles and so much more. Look, Eric is an amazing person. The thing that I, the thing that I, the words that come to my mind are confident, intriguing, compassionate, helpful, kind. He's just a great dude. And I, I, like I said, I met Eric on, uh, from a friend, Jamal, but I knew Eric. And when we met, I was like, wow, how do I know this guy? Maybe from Baltimore. Well, it turns out that he was on the show, the bachelorette. And I like The Bachelorette. As a coach, in all honesty, I love watching the psychology of people. And The Bachelor and Bachelorette are, are phenomenal displays of those things. And watching people use jealousy and envy and love and sex to, to like compete. And I thought that was cool. So I watched Eric, and, and that's how I actually knew of him. And then when we met, I just... I just really connected with this dude. So you're going to have a great time on this episode. And before we go, let me tell you about all the cool things. One, there's going to be a surprise at the 29 minute mark that I've never really put into the podcast. So listen up for that. I'm super proud and excited to be announcing all these new things. One, the mental purpose website, mentalpurpose.net, menonpurpose.net. Go there, get the free mini coaching course and ebook that I developed. I'm so freaking proud of it and so excited. Get it. It is free. Go to mentalpurpose.net, click the link, get your email in there, don't be shy, and you got it, right? 
Next, if you haven't joined the MOP community, please join the MOP community on Facebook. It's an amazing place. We're doing a ton of stuff in there with content and curriculum. And, and I'd love your ideas for what we can add and to you know benefit all the people in there. And then lastly, we've got our mastermind coming up. We've just started one. We're starting another one. You literally can join anytime. If you need just to dip a toe in the water and get some support from a group of people that are like-minded and get some structure and get sustainability for the growth and, and transformation that you're looking for, this is what you need. And then we've got some mental purpose retreats coming up this fall. Seats are filling up. If you want those, it's all at mentalpurpose.net. Hit it up and enjoy this episode. All right, Eric, let's do this thing, man. You know, I was just saying we grew up in the same city and we're pretty much the same age. Yeah, we had very different experiences. You know, we both grew up in Baltimore and your story is, is man, when you were telling me back, we were at the, um, God, where the hell are we? So house, yeah, in LA, yeah. and we were introduced by a a great friend of mine from Baltimore from the real estate space. So, by the way, audience, if you ever leave a business, a job, uh, an industry, just know that there are people that are gonna still come with you. And uh, and our good buddy Jamal Bell, you grew up with, and I met in the real estate world probably yeah, six years Jamal. ago. Yep. Yeah. He he uh he's a connector like you and I, man. And he said, hey, you got to meet this dude in LA, and that was you. And then it kind of just went from there. So let's talk about your, your, your experience as a kid. Cause I thought your story was really good, man. And, and the biggest thing I want to keep yeah. in focus here is that throughout all the stories you've told me about yourself, you have never failed at keeping yourself moving forward, being positive, motivating yeah. yourself, not looking to other people to push you. And that was super impressive to me. You know, super impressive. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, motivation has always been my anchor, right? But what people don't understand, the underlying anchor of motivation was anger, <laughs> right? <laughs> my anger motivated me to get out of my circumstance of negativity, uh, challenging environment. Uh, my dad and uncle, the men in my family were, you know, kingpins they sold endless drugs and that was my influence from a man's perspective my mom was a strong independent single mother i lived with my grandmother most of my life went to school basketball was my dream i wanted to go <laughs> i wanted to go to the nba you know that's everybody's dream but i was like that didn't happen so i had to go pro in life so that experience at the time growing up as a kid you think that's life like i've never seen my mom and dad together I've never seen my mom in love with another man. i just didn't see that hmm. Uh, so literally was a broken home, but to me, it didn't seem broken because that was normal. Reality. Yeah. And most of my friends didn't have their mom. I mean, didn't have their mom and dad together more. So their mom was raising them and their dad was somewhere around. My mom used to say, your dad was a provider and he wasn't a guider. He watched <laughs> sneakers and video games, but he never really gave you, you know, what you needed as a kid. And, but I had to realize as a young man growing up, they also had a life as well. They had personal experiences that they totally. struggled with that I didn't know about. Mom was 21 when she had me. I actually came a month early. Uh, I was supposed to have a twin. My twin didn't make mm. it. The doctor was telling my mom that I might not make it. My sister was born a year prior. I was born a day after my sister, a year later. Like, it was so much. I mean, as a single mom at 21, my dad was in the streets selling endless drugs, you know, incarcerated. He'd been through it all. And so... 
in general, it was just more of, okay, Eric, the kid at 15, was thinking like, okay, my uncle is running one neighborhood. My dad is in the streets making a lot of money. My cousin is making a lot of money. These guys are making money. I'm playing basketball. I don't want to fail like they did, right, and have those challenges. So there has to be something more than just Baltimore, even playing sports. Because it was like as a young man, you even sell dope while you play ball. That's it. Yeah. That was my blueprint. So it, I definitely don't want to sell drugs. I don't want to go to jail. Why, why was that, life. though? Why not? Why Why wasn't it? Like, I actually wanted to ask you that when you were telling me this story before. Why didn't you yeah. follow those footsteps to – because a, a lot of guys that I talked to who became, like, the, the, the product of their circumstance, they did it to buy dad's yeah. love. I joined my dad in business to, to, buy my, to, to earn my yeah. dad's love and get more of it. Why wouldn't you have, why didn't you do that? Well, because I was very observant as a kid. I saw their failures. Like my uncle to this day done 50 years in prison for, for attempt murder where I had to test him. So all that money he made doesn't mean anything no more. My cousin did 10 years in the feds. He came home four years ago. My dad been in, in and out of jail. So I saw that, but also my uncle was a mentor at the time, even though he was doing the things he was doing. He used to tell me, I do these things so you don't have to do it. Got it. He's like, stop hanging around guys that's selling, you know, weed. and They don't do, hang out with guys that play basketball like you do. Hang out with people that do. You don't want to be around them. He's like, stop standing in the neighborhood. What are you standing around the neighborhood for? You're going to be a target. You know, you think these guys like that? You just, you hanging and you guys hooping and looking good and getting girls. They out here selling drugs. Leave. So. He kind of gave me a different perspective of what not to do. That's great. Um, my dad was was always like, you got to take care of your mom. You know, you're the man of the house. Uh, don't get no felonies. Don't have kids too soon and don't have bad credit. My dad always told me that since I was young. So that's that always just remained in my subconscious. Like, okay, cool. I'm the man of the house. Okay, don't get no felonies. Don't have no kids too soon. Okay, keep your credit score good. And at the time, credit score, I didn't know what. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But the thing is, what was good about me was like, I was never a follower. When people was getting gold teeth and getting tattoos and not that I didn't want it, I just didn't need it. I always was a leader. All my teams as a young kid, baseball, basketball, football, I always was a captain. And I wasn't the best athlete or player, but people looked up to me. So I always followed my own, my own flow. I always followed my own. I was the guy, look, look we can go to DC for the weekend. We're going to have fun. I was the guy taking my friend driving him six hours to get a scholarship. I was the guy. I was his agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the one pumping everyone up. I'm motivating everyone. And the reason being is because I didn't get that love. I didn't get that motivation from home because my wound, uh, my struggle was emotional abandonment. My mom was there, but she wasn't there emotionally. So I became what I wanted for everybody else. So that gave me a sense of purpose, which also allowed me to be a people pleaser for years as well. Sure overgive, didn't know how to receive, didn't know how to ask for help. But I was on a mission. I think God put a, a, a gift in me, and I was gifted at knowing things before other people would. My intuition was my guidance. But like I said, to go back to your question, I stayed motivated because I wanted to get out of my circumstance. And I knew, but I didn't know how I knew that it was more than just Baltimore. I just knew that I, just, I was just so curious, so curious. Yeah. And then as I got older, I realized, like, oh, my anger motivated me. Cause I don't like staying the same. I want change. I gotta grow. If I'm not growing, what am I doing? You don't. So you don't seem um, like an angry guy though. Like I, I have, I met you once in person, and then yeah. I, I've seen you on TV, 
Cause I'm like looking at you when I met you and I'm like, God, where the hell do I, have I met this guy before? Do we, do we know each other from Baltimore? Is he in real estate? And, and, uh, I guess cat out of the bag for me, I was a huge fan of the bachelor and the bachelorette. And you said, Oh, I was on this yeah. season. I'm like, no shit, dude. That's literally where I know you from. Now I recognize your face. So right. it, it's just, it's really interesting how, I think everybody who's successful has that pain channel like that, uh, that like factory almost where in the mental purpose world, right. In our, in our community, our masterminds, our coaching world, we have six different types of guys, right? The first one's a victim blamer, complainer, never going to move out of his own way. It's always his circumstance, his culture, his environment, every, his wife, the government, it's everybody's fault by his, you can't help a guy like that. And then the sixth guy is the man on purpose, right? The, the, the guy who operates his life with full intentionality, understands where he's going, full compassionate, helps his community, his family, all that stuff. And so I find that the, the more guys I talk to that are on the four, five, and six end of that spectrum, they went through a fear uh, factory almost, like a, like, a, like, a, like a conveyor belt or like a, um, what am I thinking of? Like an assembly line where they were taught and they figured stuff out and they let fear motivate them and they let fear drive them where the other half let fear hold them. What, what is that difference? Because I had that same thing with people pleasing and um, no abandonment. Just like I want more, like my parents were incredible parents yet. They never understood themselves emotionally. So they, certainly couldn't help me understand myself emotionally. And I felt, I felt alone. I felt like mm, even though they're out. there and I still have it today and I'm 40 years old, like I, I could be in a room with people and feel completely alone. Only I know now it's because those people can't hold a space for me to be vulnerable or to be open or to be honest. And when I can have that in a room, I feel really complete in that room. Now I figured out how to get that for myself. However, what, what did you do in that? What was your factory that you took your fear through to get up and out and not let the like, dude, it would be so easy for that shit to hold you down. Like really like, yeah, I, push on I was just always looking around like, Oh, what do people want? I want more. Come on. This can't be life. You know, friends getting killed. You know, we just play ball and we, we don't finish school. We're not educated. Like, what are we doing? Like, nah, man, come on. I know it's more. And so really was, I was driven by my spirit, um, spirituality, like my, my spiritual sense. And when I say spiritual, I'm not saying religion. I'm saying relationship, right? My relationship with higher power, my relationship with my internal um, source energy, spiritual currency, what I call it. Uh, I prayed so much as a kid. And it was times where I didn't even know why I was praying. It was like something was coming over me and I was just praying. But everything I prayed for. Yeah came into my life, I manifested. And I was like, oh, wow. But it wasn't like I grew up in the church. I was forced to go to church. My dad was like big into like God and wisdom and, you know, the Bible, which I got some of that from him and very spiritual people in my family. But my spirit has always guided me. I'm not, a, I'm a logical guy to an extent. If I don't feel it, I ain't doing it. I don't care who's telling me, the president, billionaire, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't doing it. Well, look, the science says, nah, I don't believe that. I don't feel that. <laughs> I ain't, I'm following my own counsel, you know, and I, and I think that's what it is. Like, I'm so certain in what I feel and what I believe for my benefit of that's how I live my life since I've been a kid. So if I go off that 
alignment and try to go into somebody else's assignment, I'm off. My channel's off. I'm not. I'm on somebody else's channel. How they're seeing their show. Like, no, nah, my show doesn't broadcast on that channel. And you know, I love you. I respect you. I'm not saying what you're seeing is wrong. I just don't look at life from that perspective. That's not my paradigm. I'm not. It's not my angle. So it was just always just my intuition, man. My intuition has been my biggest, you know, guidance. You know, that that gut that that knowing without having logic or practicality behind it to make sense. It's like, nah, I know it don't make sense. Like, it's miracle season. Like, you know, like, I channeled this. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm coming with a name and boom, it <laughs> right, came to right. me. Now it took a life of its own. Man on purpose. Yeah. Like, men on purpose. Like, we here. <laughs> Dude, men on purpose came so, to me too. It, it wasn't a... Yeah. It was a. It was an old older lady who was driving the name into the ground. It, it was... For those of you that are new listening, Men on Purpose was actually existing before me. It, it was just a shit nothing. It was not intentional. It wasn't on purpose. And that's why it was nothing. It was scraping bottom at best. And the person said to me, I'm about to mothball this because it just costs me money and it's not going anywhere. Do you want to buy it? So I bought the Men on Purpose brand, stripped everything out, canceled everything, rebuilt everything. And here's what it looks like. Same thing, man. Like yeah. following that yeah, intuition. But here's the thing. How do you follow that intuition when there's emotion involved and there's and there's not a lot of evidence? Because what you spoke of was intuition without the science, without the evidence sometimes, or maybe a yeah, lot. Yeah. But there's a guy listening right now that says, man, I want to follow my gut. But every time I follow my gut, like I feel like my gut is that emotional drive or that like anger drive that forces me to do this. Yeah. Yet I'm five degrees off center or off of where I should be if I didn't have the just that emotional registration or maybe if I had some evidence behind it. How do you make decisions and trust yourself without evidence? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, I has I did a podcast with Dr. Robin McKay and she talked about your spider senses. Your intuition can be triggered and altered based on the information you have available, your perception, um, and then things you give meaning to, right? So always say reps, sets, reps, sets. Repetition is the mother of skill. So what I did, that's, that's probably one of the best questions someone's asked me, because that's a deep way to look at it. I tested my intuition, right? I would have started seeing things like, I remember seven years ago, I was I had a roommate and he let me hold his basketball one time and I was working at Amacrami as a manager and on my way to work, my intuition was like, get the ball out the trunk of your car hmm. and give it back to him. That's what my intuition was saying. Yeah. But in that moment, I said, I'm going to test my intuition. I'm going to go to work. As soon as I get to work, he said, yo, big, I got an audition, bro. I need my basketball. Boom. Cool. All right. Right? Yeah. And then, like, I would get, like, deep senses from people I didn't know and I, about their life. And my intuition would tell me things. Instead of me just telling them, I would just kind of ask them questions. Like, um, is everything okay with your mom or your dad? Or, uh, you know, did something just happen? It's like... How did, how did you know that? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I was just kind of sensing like, and so over time, as I got more confident, because now I'm like, I'm certain in what I'm feeling. Sure. I would test it. I would experiment, right? You got to experiment the, 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 the intangible being of yourself to see if it fits. And I think the world programs us. And this is why I think some people, men listening, stop themselves from going after their dreams because they're looking for all the facts. Right. My dad said something to me last week. He said, we have all the facts and we still don't know the truth. 
right? Meaning that the truth doesn't need support. The truth just is. It's like love. You can't even explain it. You can't even elaborate. It just is. Like, I can't explain why I met you, but I know I'm supposed to meet you. Yeah, so I felt the so same it's way. Really, it's really about tapping into that spiritual currency, tapping into your internal being, taking the emotion, emotions out because where people fail at, and some of my high successful clients is that their EQ is low. Their IQ is high. Their business IQ, they know how to make money. They know how to scale. But their EQ, their emotional intelligence is not as high because they're not aware. They're not self-aware. Yeah. Right? And so I got to a point where I'm soul aware. I'm aware on a deeper level where, okay, I'm supposed to do this. Like when I went on the show, I had to do it. It wasn't no, I couldn't say no. My spirit was like, no, 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 you have to do this. Was I ready? No. Was I afraid? Hell yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. So right, right. Okay, this is a this is a door. I don't know what this door is, but I was curious. Why am I on this show? Why am I attracting this opportunity? But if I look at everything involved, I had just moved six months prior into yeah. a better place, spending more money. Uh, I was doing so much work on myself. And then I started attracting new things. But if I just allow logic and facts and statistics support a decision... I'd have never been on the show. How are you okay? How are you okay with the potential failure? Because I know what people ask. I, I've done enough of these these episodes where I know what people ask because yeah. I, I get a ton of I get a ton of um, yeah. of uh, responses back, DMs back. Hey man, I, I want you to ask this next time, or I want to. Can you can you elaborate? Can you connect me with the guest? Yeah. So, how do you know, or like how do you process the, um, I guess the fear. Right, because there's natural fear, or or, yeah, or well, the potential failure really is like I'm gonna I'm well, gonna, gonna take this success. Sure, but like I'm gonna go on and the and and just like you said, the world programs us to gather all the facts first and then leap. Where we leap yeah. and then we gather facts as we go. Right? How yeah. do you how do you most people perceive failure as failure, not failure as a, a series of successful motions to, to learn something or to get better or whatever. So how do you get this, this TV show, let's say, or even leaving your, your environment in Baltimore and go, man, I fully, yeah, that's I fully what I trust. Say. That's what came up. Yeah. Yeah. So when I graduated from college, I shot the Hampton university, VA, <laughs> the real HU. Uh, I graduated May 9th. I got on a plane June 12th, 2010. I had a thousand dollars to my name and not left, but here's the thing. I'm gonna go back to what I just explained about following my intuition. So when I graduated from college, I went to clean out my apartment and I started applying for jobs. But before that, I'm sorry, I had a conversation with my dad. My dad sat me down and said, son, I do not want you to be here in Baltimore. You should go to L.A. Okay, dad, you really never gave me advice like that? Yeah. What is this about? So you got to follow it. Cool. I took that in. Yep. I took that in. Boom. So then I go to a, a, one of my best friend's mom's house. She was giving me a gift for graduating. She said, Eric... You know, you should get out of Baltimore. You should go to L.A. Okay, whoa, Tucson. Mind you, they don't know each other. Those are Tucson. Then I go to my apartment in Hampton, uh, VA, and clean it out, and I apply for a job. L.A. Sports Marketing. Boom, I submit the application. Two hours later, I get an email. We want to interview you. Bingo. Three third times the charms. These are three signs that I need to be going to L.A. Love it. So what's that? Grad, uh, uh, graduation, I mean, a uh, going away party June 5th, hopped on a flight June 12th, $1,000. I knew one friend at the time. He was a celebrity barber. 
and I just went for it. I stayed with him for two weeks, and then I ran into another friend. I stayed with her for three days. I remember sleeping in my car for a day, and she helped me find a spot on Craigslist, and I just was just going with it, figuring it out as I was going, and it led me to none, and so I try to tell people, if you looking for all the facts and all the right reasons to leave, you'll never leave and never be certain when it's uncertain. Yeah. So my whole thing, what I realized was that, okay, failure is, pro- is part of the process. It is success. is because it's information and wisdom I need from failing. Just like with my app, uh, what a, even my books I've written. I didn't know the outcome, but I said, I got to put in an income, right? I got to go for it. I have to do it. Because I'm a type of person... If I feel something strong and I don't do it, I don't want to have the regret of not doing it. Yeah, I must do because I gotta get the, I gotta get the information. Like, why is you know you ever think like, why do I have these thoughts? Why is it so strong? <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure this out. Yeah, like it could be dating someone, it could be a business idea, it could be an idea. You know, I want to put this video out today. I'm feeling so inspired. I'm following my my gut, following my intuition, and I'm not allowing outside voices to stop what I'm doing because listen people no one can be you more than you you are unique to who you are I can't be you I can't think like you I can't feel like you so don't allow your mom your dad your spouse not even your kids because they got to live and figure out life too because I used to be that with like my nephews trying to control everything like I don't want you to have what I had no 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 stop that that's a scarcity mindset your fear that they're gonna fail no, let them be just like you were. So people, it's all about just having trust and faith in yeah. yourself. And it's outside interesting. of everything else. I wrote down trust and faith while you were talking. And I was thinking, what you're saying is, is and you, dude, you and I are really aligned, very frequency aligned on a lot yeah. of the stuff you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah. That it, like, I was thinking about it. It was, it's, it's, my dad always told me, all the shit you're going through, good, bad, or indifferent, is is all a part of the process of your life. And if you can shift your mindset to thinking about it like that and not like, oh my God, I'm down. Oh my God, this sucks. Like, this is all part of the process. Just roll with the process. One thing you said I want to point out to the audience, which is, and something I talk about a lot on this podcast and a lot in our community, I shifted my mindset from being afraid of the pain of the the action now to the fear of the future regret by not doing it now, right? Big difference, right? Tip the, tip the scales. One is like inaction now, you're scared of what it might feel like if you fail now. Yet I wanna know I did it so that later on when I can't get that time back, I can't get that opportunity back, at least I can say I tried it, I did it, and it was a part of the process of my life. I now know more because I tried it, because I went for it, or because I asked for it, or whatever it might be. That's a major shift. That that tips the scales in a very different direction for somebody's life. So I don't want I want I want to make sure we we put eyes and ears and focus on that statement alone. You 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 will. It's like with kids. Like a lot of dads call me. Go, hey man, how are you? The dad you are always present with your kids, always doing stuff. And I said because I'm not willing to deal with the future regret. I'm just not. Mm. And the pain now. Yeah of maybe, you know, not working on my business as much or not taking all these additional coaching clients on or whatever it might be, because I want to make sure I can spend time with them. There's not a lot of pain there or the pain might be like, oh man, I want to make more money now. The future regret is, yeah, well, you'll never, you can always make money, dude. You can never get that time back with your kids. 
So you have yeah. to do that now. It's not a choice. There, there is no choice. It's very clear. Bing, we go that way. Always make money. Yeah, and, you, 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 and you're serving and you're intentional. And like, like they say, they're printing money every day. They're not printing time. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not printing time. So you better take advantage of the time you have with your kids or your partner or that relationship with yourself, your business. And let's even talk about uh, investing in yourself, like a coaching product yeah. or a coaching business. Last year, uh, when I invested money into my app and then I had got a coach, and I was just like, I was, I was, I was afraid because I've never done anything like that. I'm, I'm always putting money into somebody else's business or into them, into themselves, into them, and not myself. And I was like, damn, I just gave you this and that and that, right. and I'm looking for my ROI. Like, right. I'm like, yo, it's been a month. What's right. up? Like, <laughs> and it's like nothing is shaking, nothing is happening. And then eight months later, I get the one of the biggest clients ever and close the deal and sign someone for six months. And I'm like, the money I invested eight months ago, I quadrupled that. Right, yeah. but I was on fear of that decision. Same with the app. I started the app a year ago. I didn't know what I was doing, but now it's here. So now I'm, I'm glad. I put the money in now. Now I have an outcome. Now I can learn, even if it's good or bad. I can learn from the outcome to continue to make more income. And I was realized, like you know what? Remember, people, the idea, the thing you want, it's something that's unique to you. So if you don't do it, if you don't follow it, you're failing yourself. You're not failing your family. You're not failing anyone else. You're failing your own purpose, right? So I had to look at my life because like you said, people pleasing, overgiver, oversharing. I love people. I want to help people, but I didn't help myself the way I help people. I didn't know how to. I said, you know what? It's interesting. When I invest in others and gave others my energy and time, they did well and they did good. Sure. But when I really start pouring into myself, life change. When I went on a bachelorette, that was for me. That was for Eric. Before, it was like, does my family like it? Do they like it? No, this is about me. My life change. When I invest in me, my life scales. goes to a whole nother dimension. But when I'm constantly investing into others, my life doesn't move as much because that's not real. My real purpose is to channel myself, increase who I am, and enhance it so I can share and add because I was more on, look, guys, come over here, do it like this, and you, this is how you do it, instead of just showing people, and then allowing the right people to come into my vortex and say, oh, I want to work with you, or I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. Instead of me giving people information, they're not even asking for. They're not asking for that advice. Why are you giving it? Yeah, that's a that's a challenging so, part, man. That's a really challenging part. Is is investing yourself sometimes is hard because sometimes we don't think that we're worth it. Or sometimes we want that ROI and it's tough to see ROI when you invest in you, right? But in, there are people out there watching you though. There's people out there that think you're a leader and you don't think you're a leader yet. They think you're a leader and they're watching you. And, and I tell, I tell a lot of guys who have come to me and asked as we're, as we're like positioning to really scale the mental purpose brand and the podcast and the coaching. And like, I've had a lot of guys who have graduated with me come through and say, Hey, I want a position with you. I want to work with this thing. I want a part of this movement. And I'm like, cool. Here's what you have to understand. You're a leader and people are watching you. So it's not just in here. During Is that the part of your tagline? What? That's powerful. Is that part of your tagline? Which part? On purpose? Which part? You are a leader and people are watching you. Oh, it is now. That's all you got to say. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's just hit my spirit. 
I'm writing it down feverishly. You are a leader and people are watching you. How can you miss that message? Well, I mean, dude, it's it's motivating, it's fear-inducing, right? It's it's axis shifting. Yeah, bro. I'm 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 feeling it too. I'm on it. I'm on I'm 100 percent on yeah, it. Yeah, because you just you just like talking to me. It's like, and I know that, and it's like, oh, I'm on it. Like I'm I don't have no, we gonna do it. Yeah. How? Yeah. I don't worry about the how. I know I'm gonna do yeah. it. I don't have no choice. Yeah. When you leave, when you have no choice, you know, Tony Robbins says. If you really want to see, burn the fucking boats, right? <laughs> he said, leave the island and burn the boats. Like, yeah. go to an island and put yourself on an island and burn the boats. Then you'll see who you are. Yeah. When life and death comes, then you want to live. So sometimes you got to put yourself in a position and living in L.A. for 12 years, coming out here, not knowing anyone. I burned the boats. I couldn't go back home. I had to figure it out. What's up, guys? I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode. I just need one minute to share with you all the new and exciting, amazing stuff we've got created here at Men on Purpose. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the movement we're creating for all the men of the world. Next, you've got to check out our new website, menonpurpose.net, where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including links to our podcast and the free Men on Purpose community. You're also going to find our new free purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook and links to all of our new coaching programs and products. Look, I've had so many of you ask me where to get started with your personal growth journey or where you can go to level up. So I put this thing together, this free ebook and mini course, and we're going to be talking about and coaching you through a really light version of our purpose-driven formula, which is our foundational formula. And for those of you who are ready now, we got you. Listen up, whether it's becoming the best husband, being the best dad, quitting that job that doesn't serve you, just understanding how to put you first. We've got what you need to align with your authentic self and find that true fulfillment and live a life with no regrets. Look, we're helping men with structure, support, and sustainability. That's what you've asked for and that's what we deliver. As we lead you through proven and tested curriculum that focuses on formulas to help you get farther faster. So make sure you go to menonpurpose.net, click the button to download our free, powerful, purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our amazing products designed to help you find your purpose, stop self-sabotage, and dial in your mindset, skills, and habits to evolve into the best version of you. Why? Because we want you to live and have the best life possible. No regrets. So, mentalpurpose.net, let's get back to the episode. So when you when you got here, you were crashing on people's couches and you just you had this one friend and and then yeah. I, what I want to know, and this is what I was curious about when you and I were talking, dude. I think we talked for like three hours at that. Soho house yeah, sitting there with Jamal. Um, yeah. What I know I have these days. I'm sure you've had these days where I get up and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't think I've been honest with myself. I think I've been telling myself this fantasy pipe dream. I'm lying to myself. And then I go, I'm fucking lying to other people. I'm a fraud. And I just start spiraling. Like my brain, <laughs> my brain spirals fast sometimes. Not, not, not anytime recently, yeah. but it did in the past. How did you how did you avoid that cycle or how did you counter that cycle when it came back? Right. So you have the up, the severe up, which is, oh, my God, yeah. this is going well. Things are amazing. I'm meeting all these great people. And then, bam, something happens and you and you cycle back. How did you avoid the cycle down holding you? Or readjust and realign. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had those days where I'm like in fear. I don't know. But the thing is, this is why it's so important investing in yourself. One thing I do every day is I'm constantly getting information and I'm learning, right? I'm always learning. The more we learn, the more we earn. So I remember last year, November 2021, I was working on my app. I was just, you know, finishing up uh, coaching with my coaching coaching 
with my coach, with my business. We only did, she signed up for three months. And I had a book out. And I was on a fence about, should I do a book launch party? I don't really know what I'm doing. I've never done it. And so I was reading a book. So I say all that to say is that people, you have to get information. Information will change your situation. And so I was reading a book, and it was a, a part in the book uh, called, they were talking about paralysis of analysis. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what I'm in right now. I'm overthinking. I'm overanalyzing. I'm questioning because I've never did anything like this. I don't have no budget for but I know I want to do it, right? And then, shouts out to the pattern. Uh, I don't know if people know about that. It's kind of like a uh, app that kind of tells you about yourself, like based on like time you were born. What is it like called? Postar, astrology, the pattern. So basically, they take your uh, information, time you were born where, and they kind of calculate like, who, like it's so spot on, it's scary yeah. for most people. And so one of the came came up that day i remember finished reading a book and Cam was like you are a type of person you don't need to wait for others to have permission to do what you want you have to make a decision and then the help comes to you so as a leader people are watching right yeah so as a leader sometimes people will say well where's your pain do you not go through stuff or and then i go ask for help or tell them what i'm going through they don't even know how to respond they're like huh but you're Eric. You know what to do. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna need help. Right. I need help. Help me. And it's right. like they don't know how to help me. Right. So in that moment, that message came through. It's like, oh, the way I get help is I take action on what I believe in, and the universe brings me to people. But if I wait for people to tell me what to do to get it done, no, 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 no. I am the leader. I set the tone. You know, I had a friend last year, same thing. He was going to do a depressing time he said if it wasn't for his son he probably wouldn't be here damn you know mental health challenge and so but at that moment i was going through something it woke me up so to get back to your question how to avoid that and how to get out of that space podcasts books music talking to people like man you inspire me they don't even know i just had a down moment an hour ago right boom just lit me up right or i'm listening to that eric thomas on the treadmill come on you hold them you hold them accountable but you don't hold yourself accountable you know it's like you need it we need each other yeah so i always tell people always listen to something that's going to fill you up even when you down and so it can be a podcast it can be i was just listening to jay shetty and big sean he was like you have to uh discipline yourself to have fun and i was like damn that's a kind of unique phrase that is discipline yourself to have fun where discipline is the connotation is usually hard and ah, tedious it's like you have to discipline yourself with joy and i'm like wow he said because everything you do if you make it fun it's not as hard and i was like that's good that's good but these are all gems i'm getting from listening to podcasts and reading books and listening to podcasts like men on purpose and it's it's these little things that i say god and the universe gives you to keep you going. Yeah, man. Right? Like, I was excited when you reached out to me. Like, yo, let's get on the podcast. Let's talk about the app. I don't, I'm like, wow. He's inspired. I'm inspired. Yeah. Because no one reached out and said that. You know, when people take initiative to, like, let's do it, that pumps me up. Because it's, it's I'm looking, when you said that to me, I was like, he sees something that I can't see. Yes, man. Yes. So I need to take this offer. Yes. I need to listen. He is seeing something I cannot see. It's a blind spot. Because you know the pot, you know having the app is great, but I'm like, you know us, we hard on ourselves. Of course, yeah. <laughs> still gotta scale it. Still gotta <laughs> do the work. 
it's not but making as much money. Yeah. Yep. Right. Or this is okay because we know the back end of it, what it took. Sure. So, but you still got to enjoy it because my boy's like, bro, it's a miracle. Not everybody has a book. Not everybody has a podcast. Not everybody has an app. Not everybody's been on TV. What are you talking about? You're a miracle. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you just rocked my world. Because <laughs> I'm not looking at it like that. Right. I'm just like, oh, man, I just got to figure it out. And Because the thing about having public success is that there's a, a, a subconscious pressure to just show up every day. Sure. Because people are watching. People are watching. And so it's good. It also can be bad because if you can't deal with that uh, that challenge at times, it It'll haunt you. And I'm just like, you know, I'm more than just a person with a name and a face from a TV show. Yeah. I'm more than that. I can write books. I can speak. You know, I have spiritual knowledge. You know, all these things that I add, I'm like, I'm going to show you instead of telling. You know, it's interesting. You said something about, like, when I reached out to you. And, bro, I've been watching you since I met you. I've been, like, keeping eyes on you. Like, this is a dude that I want in my inner circle. And in my eyes, I'm going... I got to earn his inner circle, right? Yeah. And then I, I, I think about the inner circle people that we keep close to and how we need those people. I said, I said something to someone last week who I really trust. She's in my inner circle. She's very, very trustworthy. She's extremely gifted when it comes to this kind of like personal development, speak and, and application. And I said, and she goes, what do you need from me? What is it that I can provide you? And she wasn't saying like sarcastically. She's like, please, how can I serve you? Because I'm helping her with something. And I said, you want to know something? As, as afraid as I am to say this, I just need somebody that I can fucking cry to for a second. And like tell you the shit that I'm experiencing because I know so many people are watching me. And I don't want to let them down yet. I also want to be honest with them that I have some fucking panic every once in a while and anxiety and I worry about shit and I worry about being a great provider for my family. And am I the best dad that I can possibly be? And I go into some dark times, maybe once a month for about an, maybe a couple hours where I'm questioning a lot of shit about my life. And I'm thinking, man, am I, am I being honest? And that's when I need somebody that I really trust who says, bro, you're crushing it. Not like the general public does from, they see the outside. It's somebody that says, bro, you, I I love what you did there with um, that episode. Or I I love to, I love that you um, are going through these things and yet you step up every time and you don't let it fail. Like you don't let yourself fail the group or fail the mission. Because a lot of people would be like, fuck this, man. What am I doing here? I'm a hypocrite or I'm a, in that crazy mind. And so it's really crucial that you have people that are watching the human you, not the performer you, not the coach me yeah. or the podcast host or the, yeah. the guy on The Bachelorette or the guy that has this TV right, show right, or right. the guy that has that book out who's watching the human. Yeah. I'm wa- Since I met you, I'm watching the human and I'm going, yeah. I want to earn an inner and in an inner circle seat in that guy's world, who do I need to be so that him and I are on the same page as humans for each other and then business guys and then this guy and this, this guy. Right. But like on a human level, if I gave Eric some, uh, some advice or if he gave my, me advice, it would be openly welcomed and really appreciated that 
that is Absolutely. to the to the audience listening to everybody who's going to listen to this. That is crucial to do. And there's too many people out there, you know, in this town, especially that are their yeah. job is their identity, their money's their identity, their car, their clothes, their body, their exterior is their identity and they're fucking lost. And that's what oh, we're man. doing in the world for the world is we're helping yeah. people remove those internal restrictions and constraints so they can find their authentic self and be that for the world. Yeah. Right. It's a must because we need more authentic souls because that's how we scale life for everyone that's in it. Right. Yeah. Most people, I tell people, listen, what you do is not who you are. If you ask 90% of people, who are you? They can say doctor, lawyer, yeah. TV person, yeah. trainer, um, fitness instructor, um, a dad, you know, my husband, God forbid something happens sure. and you're no longer, your kid's gone, spouse, you get divorced, who are you? And that's why the pandemic was so great for people because you have to discover that internal being. And some people numbed it and didn't, you know, avoided it. But at the end of the day, when you go home, if you have a spouse or not a kids, you still have to go to sleep with yourself. You have to look yourself in the yeah. mirror. You know, there's a, a course I did with Louise Hay, uh, 21 Day Mirror Work, where you have to literally look in the mirror in your eyes and say, I love you. I really, yeah. really love you. <laughs> I'm worthy of you. Like, really talk to yourself. That book. There you have it. Yeah, see? love it. And you have to, we have to continue to show up and i'm here to tell all the men women whoever's going to listen to this right hear me out you must invest in yourself and not worry about the tangible outcome or the result because it will come and it might not come in the physical but it'll come in the spiritual it might come through in a relationship an opportunity a year from now someone who's been watching me for three years want to give you a platform to speak on or do your work on or you might find a love of your life from the work you're doing the hardest work we'll ever do in life is on ourselves. Totally. And so it's challenging, but I've ever challenged myself to be a better person, then go work hard at a job and stress over that. At the end of the day, I can't take that job home with me. You know, I can't meditate with that job. I only can meditate with me <laughs> and my fears and my dark side and my shadow self. So the beautiful thing about being your most authentic self is that you can't BS yourself. You can't mm -hmm. bullshit yourself. It's like, yeah, you BSing, bro. You're afraid. That's insecurity. That's ego. You don't want to. You don't want to grow. It's comfortable being a king in this space. Let's go to the next level. You ain't gonna be. You're not gonna be the king. No. You once were. You know. And you're gonna like, be uncomfortable. Yeah, big fish over there. You're gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm all about what we gotta do. Let's get it done. You know, it's interesting. You yeah, said it earlier. Let's figure it out. I want to make sure we go back to it, just so nobody misses it. Our job. And I tell people this all the time who sign up for our coaching or sign up for our masterminds or our retreats is like, your only job is to remove the shit that is affecting you on the outs from the outside on the inside. That's your job. Your job is not to change shit. Your job is not to change somebody else, not even to change you. It's to evolve you and remove the shit that's affecting you. And so when you do that, right, we have this formula called the purpose-driven formula where it's illuminate, eliminate, calibrate, accelerate. Accelerate happens naturally when you have the other three in order. You illuminate the shit that's not working or not serving you. Illuminate what's gotten you here and what's not going to get you to the result you want. Eliminate the things that are in your way, which is mainly the emotional stuff, the fear, the pain, the, the thoughts of I'm not good enough, all those things. You remove the distractions 
and your life that you want is really sitting there. It's, it's literally right there. I mean, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to get through to somebody sometimes. And it's very simple. If you can remove the things that are distracting you, your life is already there. You have complicated it. That's what free will is. Your life was built. Is that another slogan in your class, in your course? What? That's another bar. Which one? If you just eliminate this stuff that's affecting you, your life is there. Your dreams are there. Like It is. These yeah. little things, I just hear it on like snippets. You know, because it's true. If you just eliminate this stuff that's affecting you negatively or that's in the way, your life is there. Yeah. It's like if I if I tell people all the time, if you just really stop hanging out with those people, the life you want is there. If you leave that relationship, you leave that job, that life is there. You stop eating like that and start doing this, your life is there. If you just really listen to what you know is true and do what you know you should do, <laughs> your life is there. You know you should go to bed early. You know you should read that book. You know you should sign up <laughs> and, and get a course <laughs> on men on purpose. Your life is there. So what's there. the fear? What are you holding back? What are you holding on to? Gotta let go. So you it, I'm telling you, you, it's what we talked about earlier. What people are holding on to is the is the is the pain of the present versus the regret and pain of the future, and they won't take action now because it seems too painful. When the pain really is in the unknown of who am I going to become and who's going to like me, and will I still have the same friends, and will my mom still talk to me, and will my dad think I'm cool because I'm going through this like hippie weirdo bullshit he calls it you know like whatever it might be yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit holds people back and it's crazy to think that some people actually most people will not open their lives up to what's possible because they're so afraid of what the outside's gonna think feel react to yeah. so that's why i really applaud you man like or applaud you getting on a show like the bachelorette is not easy you know you're going on and from moment one you're being judged and you can't, yeah. you can't affect the narrative. The editors affect the narrative. So yeah, you can't make yourself look good. How do you deal with that? Yeah. How do you, how do you not worry about what people? You gotta know yourself. You know, you just know yourself. Like when I did Bachelor in Paradise, I was painted as a villain. Yeah. They spent it. They didn't even show the parts I did to clean up whatever mistake it seemed I made. Um, and I said, like, cool. It made me stronger and it built more character, but I know who I am. You can't sure. you can't write me off. How? I'm too much of who I am. You've never seen anything like that on your show. And, but you can create that narrative that I'm a bad guy. That's cool. That's fine. Wait till you meet me. And if I am, cool. I still can't control your narrative or your perception. But you can't stop me from being me. No. I'm going to show up regardless of what the, the, the stats are or what you think or what the narrative is or the rumors. I'm him. Yeah. I'm that. Yeah. It's really miracle season. <laughs> I'm awesome. really transforming. I'm really, I'm really getting up at five. I'm really working out. I'm really praying. I'm really meditating. I'm really reading books. I'm really invested in courses. I'm really working. Yeah. Like I'm not just, you know, my coach was like, yeah, you know, one thing I like about you is that most of these online coaches, what they say, they're totally different when they get offline. Totally, dude. And I was like, I can't be that because only can tell you from my perspective, from what I went through. And what I feel is true because experience is the best teacher. And sometimes we have past life experiences that give us in moment information, which is your intuition, right? It could kind of come from your ancestors. Go, totally. Like, how did I know that? 
Totally. How did I know that? It's like, yeah, it was already in your DNA. You just, you just, you just activated from. You opened your third eye. <laughs> you opened up your soul to get the information. It's always been present. But what you say earlier, it's always been there. You just had so much shit in the way. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> you had so much stuff covering up. That's another thing that you and I have in common is I. One of the reasons why I became a coach at the level at which I I am is because I had coaches that talked and walked a very different line did not have integrity and then by the way bro this is most coaches out there and and if you're a coach and you get offended it's you <laughs> it's you if you want to know how to be a better I coach figured it out by some big time names too i know some people that know some big time big time oh, names like, really she's like oh wow and it's not that no judge it's cool the big names are influencing the smaller names too and that's okay here's the thing yeah. I don't care who your model or mentor is. You can learn something from anybody. Even if you think someone's a terrible person, you can still learn something, maybe of what you don't want. Yet what I've learned yeah. is that you've got to have integrity to what you say your thing is, what you say you do, you've got to do that. And you've got to show someone trajectory yeah. so they can follow you. Remember, someone's watching you. Somebody's watching yeah, someone's you. someone's watching right? you. Even when you make mistakes, you got to have integrity. Even when you make, you got to be authentic. Yeah. Like, you know what? I did say that. I apologize. Yeah. My delivery was off. Please yeah. forgive me. I was in a different space. I remember coming off the show. Listen, and everybody that was in the way, I was getting them out of the way. And I was, I was, it wasn't that I was hot, but I came from such a crazy experience that when I came home, it was like, my fuse was like this. So anybody was doing something I didn't like, they was getting that part of me. And they didn't like it, but that's where I was at. And I was like, please forgive me for those moments, but that was my authentic self. You know, I wasn't going with the nonsense because I didn't have time. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, but, uh, I yeah, agree with that. I totally gotta, agree. You got you got to you got to acknowledge when you're wrong. You got to acknowledge when you don't know it all because we don't. Um, I never know who I am because I'm always learning who I am. And it's a uh, it's a constant process of evolution and evolving and growing. And being okay with not being okay, being okay with not having the answers, being okay with failing, being okay with looking crazy, you know, yeah. like when I say crazy, let me take context, feeling crazy or feeling odd or feeling weird because you don't look, you feel based on your interpretation. Sure. Other people might be inspired when you feel off. You just got to live. I always say when you get 80, 90, God willing, you make it to 90, 95. You want a baby to look back and say, I gave it everything I got. That's it. Yeah. You don't want to say, or you don't want to think, man, I wish I would have just asked that girl out. Or I wish I would have just took that advice from him in 2022. I wish I would have. You don't want that. I should have did that show. Or it, it, I meet so many women who I tell them about my experience on The Bachelor. And I was like, you should do it. He's like, no, because I'm not like that. And I don't want, because, you know, they have an <laughs> acting career and they want to control their narrative. I'm like, for one, sweetheart, you're not in control. Right. No one's in control. No. For two, if they keep constantly reaching out, that's a sign from the universe, intuition again, that you need to pay attention to. Yes. This is a TV it's show. A springboard. Who has a big audience. Yes, it's a springboard. You better go on that show. No, because I don't want to be judged. Like, no one's judging you now. Right. <laughs> you need to be judged so you can grow. And yeah, and you can. Listen, yes. the show healed me. Yes, dude. <laughs> it healed me. Yes. No, my dreams came true. So yes. what are we talking about? I love it. People just think they're in control, man. You're not in control. You're not. But You're in control of you, not the narrative yeah. about you or around you. Right. 
Because somebody out there thinks that you and I are the biggest assholes in the world. And somebody out there thinks you and I are the most awesome guys in the world. Think about that. We have those extremes right now on this planet about you and I. And that's okay. Like, that's that's fine. I have have full integrity. Like, that's okay. Right. It's okay. I love you to say, even if you don't like me, it's cool. Because I know my life doesn't suppose it makes sense. Sure. It's not going to make sense because you're not in my body. Right. But I will tell you, right. you're going to get the real me as much as you want it. <laughs> That's right. Bro, tell us about Miracle Season before we wrap, man. This has been freaking powerful, powerful conversation, which I knew it would be. Um, and you and I are going to do some more stuff together. I just, I know it. we're going to connect offline. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to build something really cool together. Um, tell us about yeah, Miracle so, Season, the app. Like, Yeah, so it's Miracle Season to anyone who don't know. Shouts out to the Bachelorette. This is where I channeled this term. It's miracle season. It came to me. I don't know where it came from. It came from higher power, source energy. And I was able to say it on After the Final Rose, uh, where I met Rachel Lindsay. And from there, I went on the show. I was gone for 10 weeks. What I did not know was I foreshadowed something in my life, and I fell in love for the first time. But it's miracle season. That was my miracle in that season of The Bachelorette, season 13. Yeah. I went through so much challenges i got into a guy in the house got into a bachelorette i traveled the world so many different emotions i fell in love i didn't end up with her you know all these things so when i look back and i thought about it's miracle season and i'll get into the app soon is that it's miracle season is a metamorphosis it's a transformation right i had to go through something to get to something to become something because it's not what we get out of life people it's what we will become because of it So it wasn't that I went on a show and I got opportunity and I got some followers and fame. It's what I had to become in that process of 10 weeks. So it's Miracle Season app. It's just a sprinkle and drop and glass water of that in all aspects. Mind, body, spirit, you know, your total self. And it's me on the app giving you my interpretation, my perspective of how to manifest and attract and become a miracle in the universe through workouts, through spirituality, meditation, Miracle Mondays <laughs> content, uh, mindset development, and just me just giving you my journey from my perspective. But the intentions is for a person to evolve, heal, and to become a miracle in the universe. I want to create and help people create miracles in their world, however it makes sense. But it's all about healing people on the back end. I want people to feel good internally mentally emotionally spiritually financially i want you to be fit in all aspects so transformation it's miracle season app go download it it's in the app store it's also available on google play for any android users enjoy my movement you know click the link in my bio my uh, instagram is at eric bigger um i also have a coaching page e bigger speaks but the main thing is to get on the app experience the app and I would love your feedback, your honest feedback. Be authentic. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you do like. Right now, these 90, first 90 days for me is to get as much people on the app, experience it, and give me your feedback. Yeah, dude. It's feedback. It's motivation. <laughs> Good or bad. You get haters or motivators. You get congratulations, keep going. So uh, that's what it is in a nutshell. I'm just really thankful for this opportunity and for uh, being on this podcast. Dude, yes. On purpose. It is my purpose to... To, to add to other people's purpose in life and be a miracle and show them how to create miracles in their season. Uh, and it's beautiful. And uh, life is what we make it. 
and it's great. Yeah, dude. Well, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep the universe's sync of you and I rolling and see what we can create together for the people that's yeah. of this world because we're leaders and people are watching us. Yeah, and we got to stay in integrity. There we go. Right that's now. the tagline. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. Shout out to Ann. We are leaders <laughs> and people are watching. Yes. And get the stuff out of the way. Your life is there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, bro, thank you so much, guys. It. If if you wanna. Eric's got a huge following on, on social media, by the way. Like, dude, your, your following is insane. I see some of these videos you, you post up. I'm like, damn, 250,000 people looked at that video. That's insane. That's awesome. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, and guess what? All of that came from you pushing past your fear of being judged and looking like an idiot potentially on a show. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's the thing. Not that's all another of it. thing you know about I mean. the social, so, so, social media uh, uh bandwidth and following i think people get caught up in the hype of it and followers and what, what it looks like no what the purpose is what are you giving what do you add to a person my intentions every day how do i add value yeah the videos and all that stuff is great but like i'm coming from such an authentic place i want to see the world a better place yeah so what am i giving so people what are you giving it could be compliments it could be you know open the door for someone you know uh, uh being nice to someone being nice to yourself, loving yourself. What do you add into the world to make the world and everything around you better? And that's always my intention with social media and life and just just trying to stay lifted and gifted, man, despite all the stuff that's going on around us. So, guys, stay inspired. Uh, men on Purpose, this was amazing. Thanks, bro. Um, listen, people, keep going because people are watching. <laughs> Bam, we're going to drop the mic on that one. Audience, yeah. look, go, go, go to the app store, download it's miracle season. It's an app. You can't miss it. It's, it's really good. I downloaded it. I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. And I immediately started getting some cool texts. And I, that's when I texted Eric and said, Mo, I really like your app. Like you got something cool going on. Your yeah. mindset is so cool about your service to the world. So go look up at Eric bigger, B I G G E R E R I C B I G G E R on Instagram and go download the miracle season app. And like, yeah, let's, let's, let's show me in my challenges. Yes. We got an affirmation challenge going with day six. Yes. And the word is mindset. Yep. <laughs> We're I love affirming it, a phenomenal mindset, growth mindset. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, bro. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you so much. Um, look out for more stuff that Eric and I are going to do with the mental purpose stuff and with the miracle season stuff. We're going to, we're going to figure out how those two powerhouses merge and create a, a superpower. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, dude, this has been great. Appreciate you. I know. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Audience, we'll, we'll, uh, well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.